what's up listeners welcome to another episode of wow i can talk now the podcast in this episode we're going to talk about the nfl draft well more specifically the drama around it but also some interesting picks um that i find interesting um talk about the raptors and their up and down uh last bit um blue jays and uh their unbelievable stretch um after they defensive struggles and after their bats had gone cold um they seem to turn around here especially against the uh, Atlanta Braves um and the Leafs just continue to be the top of uh, I mean in the north and they just clinched a playoff spot and that's really really sweet especially since we have a little bit of runway so I'm gonna talk about all that here in this episode on the on the NFL draft um most of the drama came outside of it right before or during the day Thursday, uh, it came out from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and many other credible NFL reporters that insiders that Aaron Rodgers is considering not coming back to Green Bay, and it's about uh, a lot of things that doesn't have to do with a specific coach or specific tactic or anything like that for management, but it's just a long-standing beef from Aaron towards the management, and I think. If he wants to go, he's going to go. If he wants to stay, he's going to stay. So um don't really know how it's going to proceed now that the draft is done, free agency is done, but we'll see here. Um, in the first round, the New England Patriots, my favorite team, selects their quarterback prospect in Mac Jones from Alabama. This is the guy who won't have to be the guy right away. Um, uh, hopefully will be professional at taking reps from... <clears throat> His time at Alabama, um, hopefully Nick Saban's ethic, work ethic rubbed off on him. Um, and a Canadian kid was drafted by Carolina in the second round, so congrats to him and his family, and congrats to Carolina for getting a good player. Um, and a uh, little bit off topic, but uh, something I want to prep and let you know. Um, a reporter CJ on Twitter um he works for Sportsnet. He, him and his wife help raise $10,000 to a charity they care a lot about, which I don't know the name right now, but um, shout out to them. And I uh, am shout out to others who go after or donate to causes that they care about. Um, I try to do that as much as possible, but I always give props to people who always do do that. So the Raptors lose to the Nets, of course, 116-103. to even though Captain Lowry led in points and Ken Birch led uh, or chipped in 14, the KD led in points and rebounds in his first game back and with Harden and them, they were able to clinch a playoff spot. So I'm going to give them their flowers for their potential run for a chip. So it's it's going to be a tough road for us. So shut up, shut up, Brooklyn. Another loss, but it's to the Nuggets, 121 to 111. Bright spots in this one. OG led in points with 25, and Ken Burch, Montreal born and bred, dominating all around the floor. That's what he needs to get a new contract. So, uh, team shooting 50% from the field, pretty pretty good. Um, 50% from three as a team, it's also pretty good. And even a tougher road to play in with the, with this loss. So, got to turn it around sometime, maybe. Last uh, Raps game on this. Podcast is at the Jazz. We lost one hundred six to one hundred two, so it was a little bit closer than I thought it would be, but still a loss because um, it's on the road. But it's all good. 
Um, Ken Birch with a double double. Love that. Led the team in rebounds with 10. Uh, 50 or 75% from the field goal range. Love that too. Fred balled at it with points and assists. Led the team in those categories. Um, the win probability for the Raps, I found this interesting, was above 50% for most of the second and third, but interesting it slowly went down in the fourth. So. I don't know if we're going to make it to the play-in even. For the Leaf section, um, integral game at Montreal. Um, if we win and the Sens win, then we're in the playoffs, so let's go. Uh, power play goal by Willie. The prettiest uh, power play goal of the season. Pass, 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 shoot. Um, <laughs> fun uh, the start of the game. The officials uh, getting in the way a lot. Um, getting in the way of players, getting in the way of shots and all that. Even uh, Cole Caulfield, the rookie in his first game, running into a ref. So that's, that's kind of funny. Um, 2 0. Uh, thanks, Austin Matthews. So once again, leading in goals. But it's 36, I think. Or was it 35, sorry. 36 is. What is that now? Um, and we ended up with a 4 1 victory. Um, that puts the Leafs in the playoffs, thanks to the Sens win against the Canucks. So. Definitely deserved for all the uh, work that we've put in, in the off season and um, into the, the season to start. Um, so I don't know if it's worth a lot right now, but uh, it will be once we can rest some guys and get more clarity on our roster for the playoffs. First game versus Vancouver at home. Uh, Willie opens the scoring, make a one nothing, then Austin once again. Uh, makes his 36 of the season and 2 nothing Leafs. Engvall makes it 3 nothing. Thankfully, his scoring and the Leafs losing streak simultaneously are over. Uh, Sandy with the big assists. Um, Vancouver gets one. And Leafs get insurance, one to win it uh, 4-1. Um, the big, um, the big uh, story uh, in this one was uh, Rasmus Sandin playing 22 minutes, uh, which was pretty good for him. I think he needs to develop uh as well as us winning so um oh and um also the story of this game was uh edler fighting uh, simmons which i think was a it's a pretty good fight because it was pretty fair and pretty uh um good overall and they were both willing about so it's all good second game versus vancouver it's a 5-1 win just a routine effort to beat these guys so moving on to the next challenge Sorry, Vancouver and their fans, but that's how the season happened to be. So it just feels like the, their season ended up like ours last, did last year. Just a uh, up and down season ended up in disappointment. So I know there's different circumstances, way different, but um, it just has that kind of feeling. So moving on to the BBJ section of this pod, um, the Nationals. The big part of this game was the. Uh, Vlad's three homers, uh, distance on all of them, um, being over 400 or almost 400 for all of them. One of the main grand slams, so uh, pretty pretty good. At bat against the 2019 champions, so pretty good. Um, became the youngest player in Baby Tate's history to record three homers in a game, which is really nice. Here we go. First one traveled 415 feet. It's all according to StatCast. 
Um, second one was 436, and the third one was 375. So I think they undercut the third one, but it's a big win anyway, 9-5. So against matchers or two. Um, went up against championship contending teams and won. So pretty good at bat for Vladdy. So just a few uh, house cleaning notes to get out of the way for the Braves game. So Teo came back after a day off day for the Baby Jays, and George Springer finally came back in the lineup full. Still cautiously optimistic, but we'll see. Pearson apparently is walking too much, and he moved to the <clears throat> alternate side of AAA. So just getting him to improve and throw some good stuff. Um, Robbie Ray throwing some good stuff early. Um, Springer gets his first hit as a Baby J, which is pretty nice. And a pretty crazy story. Um, the Mesa, while recovering from Tommy, Tommy John, uh, realized he needed to prep for after baseball life and got his master's degree in professional masters of sports administration online. Crazy story and crazy comeback. Nice. Bo gets a no-doubter, seventh of the season for a 2-0 lead. Um, and then Gritchick could have had a bigger lead for the guys, but blew a good opportunity. And then Alejandro Kirk picks that opportunity right up and tomahawks the ball out of the park for his second homer of the season. Two run, four nothing Jays. And Robbie Ray strikes out ten in a row. Only sixty pitches on five innings, so it's pretty good. And then another out of the park homer for Randall Gritchick. Um Kirk has another one, makes it seven nothing. Um, funny enough, Kirk um, became the youngest catcher uh, to have a home run in Blue Jays history, beating uh, Danny Jansen. Um, 10 nothing after six, no mercy needed. After that, it was two more runs, make it 13-5. Unbelievable showing. So, second game versus Atlanta, the Braves came out with four runs early. The manager probably... Um, ripped him uh, verbally with a pretty good looking so um and eventually it was four or five two in the middle of the inning six springer and then hit a bomb in the seventh adding on to his first and third pitching held up after the scare so it's pretty good fortunately springer didn't come up big in the ninth but all good so let's see if bo can get Big run for us. Okay, it gets on. So does Vladdy. So here we go. Oh, goodness. Kevin Biggio's up. Okay, he gets free pass. Now here comes Randall. Here he comes. Here he comes. And he gets it. Randall Gritchick gets the winning run in from down 5 2 in the bottom of the sixth to winning in extras. So the bats came out when we needed to win it. So unbelievable. Going for. First sweep of the, of the season against the uh, Braves. Here we go. Um, end up being one-one after first thanks to or after thanks to Danny Jansen breaking his over thirty-five streak. Pretty good. Um, probably pissed that Kirk took his uh, rookie home run record, but now apparently Kirk has pulled his hip flexor and strain now. So we'll see how that goes. Don't know if Reese will get an, get another chance or the trade market will be our answer. So, so uh, Braves lost two catchers in that same game. Crazy. 
Simeon hits a big two RBI double, make it 3-1, Baby Jays. Stripling helping us out, four plus strikeouts. But with a good swing um, and gets in with a double, make it 4-1. And 4-2 lead pretty well holds up thanks to Tyler Chatwood. Um, Phelps, another one with an under one ERA, so a lot of um, pitchers being used for relief, but as long as they're good. It was funny, a heckler called out a strike, called the strike that put out um, the top of the eighth. That was pretty funny. Uh, Marcus Simeon gets an insurance home run for 6 2, and 7 2 was in how it ended up. Analysis section. So, the section I'm going to be uh, doing something a little extra, you know, something a little bit uh, fun or creative. So, here we go. This is uh, my reaction to Overdrive's makeup uh, game one lineup for playoffs for the Leafs. Um, so, on O Dog's lineup, it's not too bad, very balanced. Um, Hyman's probably the odd forward coming in to playoffs, but we're assuming it's full health. Um, I'd probably put Mickey in the third line to start the playoffs, see if he's a, a playoff gamer, but we'll see. Um, where's Nasher, man? Lol. Um, so for Noodles, I like changing Zach uh, Hyman to right wing. It's a pretty good option. Forgot about Bogo, you know, but uh, he should be in playoff minutes. And why is he called Noodles? Jack is starting goal. Really believes in the guy. Hazy, shock. Riley Nash plays. Oh, makes sense, I guess. Jack's starting again. Hmm. I think uh, Freddy is good between the years for playoffs, so. Zach on the top line. Goal City, baby. Here we go. So the next story I found really interesting was Jason Tatum tying Larry Bird's uh, rec franchise record 60 points, uh, which he hit 20 shots, uh, 20 baskets on 37 shots. Crazy efficiency see at 54%. I knew he was a pretty good player, but this proves that he's a bird man. Um, the Celtics um, need to see enough of this in the playoffs in order for it to be a good uh, trade because they traded down from the first overall pick in 17 with the Sixers. Um, because um, Sixers love Markel Fultz at the time. Seemed like a Derrick Rose kind of player that could shoot at the elbow area. But um, JT is given a clear view of who won the blockbuster trade with Markel's injuries. You know, what are you going to do? Um, but I definitely like to do more analyzing on the good and the bad Sixer management if you guys want to do that in future episodes. So. If you'd like to see that, let me know. Uh, for this to pay off, really, the the Celtics have to have a consistent scoring from the core and from the bench in order to get Larry OB to keep pace to the Lakers. It's kind of tough talk from a Raptors fan with one ship, but Lakers and Celtics are in a different stratosphere.